right. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome back to our podcast. We are Ever Since 2012, a Harry Styles fangirl pop culture podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Gianna. I'm Melanie. And we have a super, super, very special guest on our podcast today. Yes, we have Miss Julie Hello. Russell. <laughs> I'm Julie. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I love talking about anything fangirl and Harry and everything. So I'm excited. Oh, we're so happy to have you on. We were so excited when you agreed to do this. We were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. No, I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here, especially Boston girls. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Boston girly. I wish. Oh, where are you from? I'm from Connecticut. Okay. New England. So close. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. We're only an hour away. That's, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> so we're going to ask Julie a couple questions. Just talk to her about being a fangirl, music industry, entertainment industry, just stuff like that. Um, so if you're interested, keep listening. All right, so we've got the first question. Um, it's about fangirl fantasy. We just want to know how you started fangirl fantasy or like what came to mind like when you wanted to start it. Yeah, absolutely. So fangirl fantasy is in May will be four years old, which is crazy. A lot of people like just think like it happened overnight. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, this has been a long time coming, the success that we've had and the growth over the past few years. Um, but my background, I was in radio for like five, six years. I was always on the nightclubs with, you know, the DJs and the jocks and whether it was working or just to see my friends and all love them but like it's all the same music you know you want to listen to drake migos like you know any of the top 40 songs on the radio that's what you can hear when you go to a club or when you go out you know and so i was just like out one night and i'm like i'm sick of this i'm sick of you know and so i just kind of like brought it up to a few friends and i was like this is my idea what about like you know a pop night like we started in boston see where it goes like if it's something we're interested in, like, I'm sure, like, if Taylor Swift's selling up Gillette twice, you know, and Harry's doing the garden, and then Jonas Brothers, it's like, I'm sure other people would kind of be interested in it. And so then I brought it to a couple of my DJ friends in the industry, and I was like, this is my thought. This is whatever. I was like, this is, you know, my process in my head, but I don't know how to, like, execute it. I don't know where to do it. And so they kind of helped me get, like, a bar um, in Boston. It was 21 plus, and I threw, like, the first like fangirl fantasy just like generic night so it was like any kind of pop music but then it was like also like disney and sync backstreet boys avril lavigne just like super generic um and like 120 people showed up which is crazy a lot of it friends you know just supporting and just kind of like all right cool but then the cool part is like you know the friends that the people that show up that you don't know um and so that was in may of 2019 and then we did a couple more that summer at the same bar and then in October of 2019, we did a strictly Taylor Swift night um, at a different bar, 21 plus. It was 350 people. We sold out weeks in advance. And I was like, all right, shit. Like, I think I got, you know, I think I got like a little rhythm. And it was like a two floor bar. It was just so much fun. And then we did in November of 2019, One Direction versus Jonas Brothers at the Middle East Downstairs, which is a concert venue um, in Boston. And we sold it out. It was 550 people. And I was like, oh my God, like it's on a stage, you know, it's not just at a bar where 
you know, the first few, it was just like the DJ was kind of in the corners playing the music, but this is like, all right, a performance now. Like, okay, we got to like give a little something and like make it a little bit more. And yeah. And then we did, we got like booked in New York for the first time in February of 2020. And like, but we did a few other Boston events and it just kept going and the traction and people like, there's nothing else like it, you know? And then COVID hit. Um, so things kind of slowed down, but you know, I was just thinking of other ways to build it and this and that, but you know, we just, once, um, we were allowed to be safely outside and in group gatherings, I just made sure that we were prepared to do that and we were prepared to be on the road. And after that, it just kind of like took off. People are excited to be outside, excited to be with their friends, excited to dance. So it was really, um, a great thing, but I think also with that time period of us not being on and other people are looking for things, we did get competition. Um, and people kind of just, I'll just say like took a money grab, but people that genuinely don't care about this music, it was just like promoters and things that kind of saw like we successfully were doing something and then they came in. So I think, you know, it also was great for us to be able to like, not great, it was cool, but great for us to me to be able to figure out like what to do, how to structure it. Um, But then it also, you know, allowed others to think about the same things. Um, But yeah, that's a little background on how Fangirl Fantasy began. Yeah. I remember after COVID happened, I, me and my roommate, we were, still trying to get to know each other but we were moving in that august and we moved in and we were like oh my god there's this one direction five sauce like night do you want to go and it was at i think it was the middle east it was in sonia it was either upstairs or downstairs but one direction um, five sauce yeah it was 2021 so that would have been i think at the sinclair in cambridge Mm maybe it was in cambridge i think yeah this yeah. Sinclair. it would have been there yeah yeah i remember i was like we have to go to this and i actually have pictures um we have like the like the cardboard bobbleheads that you guys had and we yeah, were just taking yeah, pictures and like dancing and... yeah yeah that's so funny i find it like so kind of inspiring how you just kind of went to your friends with like i, I have this idea like let's bring it to life because with this podcast that's kind of like the same thing that happened um melanie and i went to h lot 21 we were um going to the long island show mm-hmm. and i like we were driving the car and i said to her i was like wouldn't it be so cool if somebody did like a harry or fangirl pop culture kind of podcast um just talking updating weekly on harry or pop culture news going on like you know whatever and um, she's like, yeah, like, that would be cool. And I'm like, okay, we're starting it. Like, this, we're going to do it. This is what's going to happen. We're going to upload here, then do this. And I don't know. It's just cool. It's the, worst, the worst thing that can happen is you're in the same spot that you started in. That's really right. the la- the worst thing. And if you do it and it works out, then it was worth the risk. But if you take the risk and it doesn't work out, you're legitimately in the same spot you started in. So why not do it? Right. No, exactly. Right. Yeah, because I I was, like, really quiet growing up, so I was like, oh, my God, me in a podcast? I don't know. But then, like, once I started getting the hang of it, I was like, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we joke all the time. We're like, we are the biggest fangirl FaceTime call. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we, we meet weekly. We talk about Harry. We talk about Five Seconds of Summer, Ariana Grande, like, everybody. We bring it in. We have a little Google Doc sheet. We talk about what we need to talk about. And it's like, I don't know, a big... Friendly. When, you're, when you're passionate about it and something you actually care about, you don't even think about what you're actually saying. You can just pretend right. like you're on a FaceTime. You know, it's not even like there's a microphone in front of you once you hit record. 
Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah, that moves us on to our next question. Yeah. What do you think brought you so much success? Oh boy. Like in fangirl fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. Like my, okay. Um I think because I am a fangirl, because I am exactly who I say I am. Um, I am passionate about these artists and like I say it like you can ask anyone I went to school with, you went anyone I grew up with. Like, there's this is not a facade. This is not me pretending that I love the Jonas Brothers. It's wholeheartedly since I was 13 years old crying over Nick Jonas. You know what I mean? Like, this is not. You can check my Ticketmaster account. You can check. You know, like I got a job when I was 14 at a grocery store specifically to buy concert tickets. Um, so I think just that is just like I think even just some of the edits that we do at our videos and just like little things, paying attention to what the fans want, um, you know, requests or songs they don't want to be played because it's just like a single that we can hear on the radio, you know, like things like that, that I think that's just kind of what separates us a bit too. And we do act as if it's a concert, our shows, you know, we make sure that it, whether it's the DJ running around, you know, making sure we're giving out boas or cowboy hats, sunglasses, it's or it's me or my assistant live like we just definitely make sure like we're putting on a show and that we're everyone knows like the energy is there every single night and that we're happy to be here and it is us um so I think that's definitely probably one of the reasons yeah and like that's inspiring too because like a lot of times people that come into like the entertainment industry like they're so scared to because they're a fangirl because like Mm -hmm. oftentimes like a lot like fangirl can get associated with like crazy you're like you know like so over much the stigma top. behind yeah. it yeah behind being a fangirl yeah yeah I think there is a line um a professionalism and you know being a fan um I mean I have done the craziest shit <laughs> growing up like things like whatever I did it but I was young but then as soon as I got my first job in the industry it just like switched you know like I wholeheartedly like I was like this is what I want to do but then I made sure everyone there knew like I'm a fan like they all knew like I was always like in radio like brought into the new music um like new music playing like what what do we like this not if there was an artist coming to town like I was very involved in that um but I also was very professional where like again like Nick Jonas is my pride and joy but if he walked into the office you would have no idea that like, you know, there's just a line that you have to just make sure um, you don't cross it. Um, you know, you're allowed to be excited. You're allowed to go to the show, scream your head off, um, you know, let them know you're a fan. But like, there's that boundary, you know what I mean? I'm just making sure that everything that you do is very professional. Yeah, totally. Especially with like that artist and fan interaction. Like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. The next question is just, what was the hardest part of starting your own business? And was there a point where you were like, ooh, I don't know if I can do this? Yeah, like once a month. <laughs> um, okay, the hardest part. Okay, sorry, give me a second. I think I think definitely even in the nightlife, like events, DJ world, it's it's a man's world. Um, and I'm a female going into it and like working with these clubs and these venues, like I travel with my best friend, JD. He's the DJ. A lot of them like go to him and ask him like, Hey, what do you guys need this? Not. And he doesn't know he's not in charge of like advancing the show. And so like a lot of it sometimes is like, and me just biting my tongue and being professional and like 
they th- they'll just like go to him instead of me because they think how could a woman be the one that did this or did that so i think a lot of it is like getting respect and then uh, in that space i think i don't even know if that's the hardest part i think maybe that's the most frustrating part to me um and then in regards to like wanting to give up and stuff it's hard i mean like i run like two companies i also manage on the side like full-time on the side um influencers and content creators um so just like making sure i'm balancing but we travel a lot so I think a lot of it is just making sure I'm taking care of my body and, you know, I'm run down a lot. Like we'll be at the, the venue until 2 a.m. There are flights at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. So we can make sure to get to the next city the next day. Um, and then, you know, sometimes events don't sell well, you know, like we're being requested to come to a certain market all the time. And then we come and then they're like, oh, we couldn't make it like we couldn't make it come back or this and that. And so like sometimes it's like it's a little fr- like, again, frustrating, but it's like, dang, like, okay, I'm running ads. I'm doing this. I'm like reaching out to fan accounts. Like, what am I doing? So like, we've had some rough months, like, like any business, I'm not going to say we've been successful in like, hell yeah, selling out venues, excuse me, like every single time we do it. So there's sometimes I'm like, damn, like, or like seeing the competition. I'm like, okay, well, they just sold that out or they're doing this. I'm like, okay, like, what am I doing? So just like things like that, that you're just questioning, um, and this and that, that I think you're just like, am I really, is this what we're going to be doing? And so, yeah, I mean, it's not easy. You just got to believe in yourself. And like, if you see your vision, just keep going. Um, and I, I'm in it for the long run. Um, a lot of things that we do is for long-term partnerships and long-term longevity and, you know, fan inclusion. So um, I'm not worried on that aspect, but sometimes, you know, like anything, you're just like, damn, I'm tired. <laughs> um, but it's all worth it. And I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, that does seem like a lot of work. So like props to you. That's definitely. Yeah. But you, you mentioned that you manage um, influencers and TikTokers. So that kind of goes on to our next question. Um, what is your day to day look like, like besides fangirl fantasy? Um, a lot of calls, <laughs> a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, my day-to-day is just I'm an early bird like I'm a morning person so like I'm usually when I wake up checking my emails which is like a couple hundred every morning and I try to clear it out every night but um checking what my schedule is for that day which is like is it a zoom is it this and then checking my client schedule to make sure they know what they have for the day um yeah I mean I think I'm super fortunate that like I don't have to be in an office and that I get to kind of like wherever I need to work, I can work. And if I need to go, you know, meet someone at a coffee meeting or go here and go here with a client or go meet this brand or whatever that looks like that my day to day is not the same as like a normal day. Every day is different. And then usually Thursday I'm on a flight. Um, cause we have an event the next, you know, whether it's Thursday night or Friday morning and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm gone on the road and I come back either Sunday, usually Sunday morning, Sunday night, try to catch up on some sleep, plan my week, and then, you know, restart Monday through Thursday until I hit the road again. So yeah, it's kind of all, I don't have like a specific day to day, but it's a lot of like meetings and face-to-face and events and um, making sure the clients have everything that they need. Like it, it just seems so rewarding hearing it back, like hearing you talk about it and how passionate you are. And like all the traveling also leads us into our next question. Um, what is your favorite location to do shows at? And what is one bucket list location you'd love to host a fangirl fantasy event? 
Ooh, okay. Um, whatever. These are like super random cities, but like Columbus, whenever we go, is always like top notch. Um, Penn State is a ton of fun. And these are like cities we've gone back like three or four times. So it's also so much fun going. And it's like the same girls in the front row every single time. They like know us now and like, like Josie or JD. And so like, and like, you know, either follow them on Instagram or this and that. Um, and I actually have this, this girl, Peyton, who has come to 10 Fangirl Fantasy events in like five different cities because one of them we did like after a Harry show in New York. So she came and then she's like close enough to Columbus and Detroit in Grand Rapids, she lives in Grand Rapids, and so and then she came to Chicago like last month. Um, so she's our little pal, and she comes with all her friends, and she's just like like things like that. I think are just like what like it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, like those like Columbus, like the college towns are really really fun. Um, like we go like Kansas, um, Kansas. I don't know. I don't know what the college is, but it's in Kansas and it was, it's like, we're right on campus there. Um, but yeah, that's like, those are my favorite. And then a city that I love to go to, we've really hit like the major ones. Like we just did Canada for the first time we were in Vancouver. So like we did out of country and then we're in Canada in Montreal and Toronto in the next few weeks. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, anywhere, like going to like, I guess like Hawaii would be cool. <laughs> like, because that's, I mean, there's fangirls everywhere. Um, I'm just going for the ride. I love it. I mean, we've, I've been to Iowa, like all these random states that I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, why would I ever come to Iowa? And, you know, we're at the music venue and the fans are there and it's so much fun. I know the best. You mentioned out at all. Sorry, oh, sorry, G. <laughs> I was, no, I was just gonna say real quick. You mentioned you love college, like towns. You have to come to Toad's Place in New Haven. We did it's, Toad's Place last year. Oh, we did. Oh, it you did. Night. We did it the night as it was came out. Actually, so we played as it was. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I think that's we're. So we're in, I think. Wait, did you say that's in New Haven? I think we're coming to Hartford New Haven, yeah. in June. We're coming. I'll so, be there. Yeah. I will be there. Or I think we're Hart. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it's Hartford in June. Yeah, because um, Melanie and I and our friend group, we kind of do that too. Like, we'll go to concerts and events together and we'll get all dressed up. We'll spend the whole day with each other and um, us and our big group. Like, we'll go to different events like that. And it's just so much fun. And it makes the best memories with your friends. And Oh, I mean, I have, my concert, I have my concert friends that we have gone to every Jonas Brothers. We hop on the Megabus to go to New York. Like, yeah, we have our... Even at 28, we're still, like, like Jonas Brothers tickets went on sale today for their... Res- oh, like, my God, yeah. And, like, my group, like, this group, I think we've had this group chat for, like, 10 years. <laughs> so it's funny. I know. We've been going to Harry shows since, like, 2021 together. And mm-hmm. in September, I think we lived in New York with how many times we had... Three weekends in a row. Yeah. For the MSG ones. Yeah. Yeah. I did... Um, I did opening night in LA and then closing night and then one in the middle. I can't remember which one in the middle I did. Oh, those we were keep telling each other, uh, we will make it to an LA show. That is on both of our bucket lists to go to a Harry LA show together. Yeah. I mean, you had the perfect opportunity in the past few months. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. We were so tempted to skip school. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> Next time though, this is yeah. our word. Next time we will I'll be there. Hold you guys to it. I'll make sure. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, we I've been to LA for a concert, but it was for Louis, so it wasn't for Harry. But oh, the YouTube during- theater, the YouTube theater one. Is yeah, that, yeah. You said you saw us there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the flashlights. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, friend from LA, she's obsessed with you guys. So I was like, wait, they're here. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, we uh, JD opened. We got booked to do the pre-parties for um to open for the Louis shows, like on the the pavilion. I guess it, you would call it. It was so much fun. It was so cool. But yeah, we got like spotted by a few people because like people came down from San Francisco or whatever, and they're like, they literally would just come. They're like, fangirl fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be so cool. Like that's yeah, gonna be like, so they weren't cool. Even, like promoting that fangirl fantasy was there really, and then yeah, they're like fangirl fantasy. We're like, hi. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, that that is awesome. Um. Okay, next question. It's again about fangirl fantasy, <laughs> but. Favorite fangirl fantasy mo- memory? Hmm. So we partnered with the Red Sox. So that one is like, we did that last year. And it's like crazy because I talk about it with like my friends. I don't even feel like it happened. I think I was in such like a, like a state of mind where it just like all of a sudden it was over and it was the next day. Like, yeah. ner- like nerves, it was raining. There was like a lot of like high stress things that were happening um that I feel like I and like all my friends were there and like it was so much fun I was like I don't even think I was there (laughs) Um, because it was just like our logo was up on like the scoreboard it was just like everywhere and I'm like oh my god like what are we doing here like how is this a thing um and like my dad came and everything so it was like really special but I like wish I remembered it I I, like blacked out from excitement and then one of my favorite events was we did a boat cruise in the Boston Harbor. Um, yeah. Really, really fun. Um, but I'm trying to think like favorite like moment. I like tried to write them down this last year because sometimes like when you move so fast, you forget to like live in the moment. And I'm definitely someone that does that. Um, but I think like having the opportunity with like the Louis show, like that was incredible. And we got it booked because of Fangirl. Um, because they knew the work we could like, you know, we hit that target audience and that was so much fun. I'm trying to think of like any, like Fenway, the boat cruise, um, Louie, let me look actually, cause I have some written down. Um, 2022, let me see my notes. Okay. We did our first time we did, we did the red um taylor swift re-release at a venue in boston big night live and we sold that out like weeks in advance and that's like it's, it was 1700 people it was like our first like really big one that one like i got like goosebumps um when like we first like walked on stage and we started with um fearless so it was kind of like a like one of those moments um and then honestly Everyone that works for me or work, not works with Fangirl Fantasy is like a friend. Um, and it's like all the DJs. We have like five or six DJs now. And just like being able to like even the photographers and like the merch sellers and like anyone is like, if you know me, like I want my friends to win so badly. So being able to like, one of the coolest things is like being able to pay my friends to do something they're really good at or like something with their craft. Um, so being able to like, when we first started to like, you know, be profitable and like, I could like hire people like that. I don't think we'll ever get old. I think that's definitely like number one out of anything. It's just like allowing my friends to also like shine through like what they're good at, what being a DJ, whether it's like 
graphic design or, you know, they want to go on tour and be a merch seller. They're a photographer, a videographer. So I think that's definitely, especially in this industry, it's people are always trying to get ripped off or work for free or, so I definitely take pride that I get to like, you know, help my friends do what they're really good at. Um, so I definitely think that's probably like the top thing out of like a recap of like fangirl fantasy as a whole. Yeah. And it definitely makes you guys closer too as a team, like all being friends before and then coming in and working mm-hmm. together. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, if you've been with me since the beginning or you supported in some kind of way, like I'm, we're all going to the top together. I'm very much in that. Yeah. Um, sort of like coming off of that last question, um, in general, what's been like your most memorable thing that's happened this year? This year? Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, my client, Markel, got invited to Las Vegas by the Jonas Brothers to, oh. to the album, a couple songs off the album on this flyover. And then we got to hang out with the Jonas Brothers before. And we went to the concert and he brought me. And so they flew up, um, they chartered a plane for us from LA to oh. Vegas. And like, they had like, they're, they're like sponsored by like Rob, their investors or whatever. And Rob's popcorn. Joe has his mimosa company that he works with. Nick has his kid. It was like all swagged out. Um, and then there's like probably 20 influencers that got invited and everyone got a plus one. And then we got to just hang out and drink with the Jonas Brothers and just like talk to them. So yeah, I think that's honestly, it's going to be better than my wedding day. It's going to be better I literally have not stopped. It's literally my phone. Me and Nick are literally my phone back on. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> that's so iconic. Yeah. So that, that is, uh, yeah, that's top of everything. That's not even just the, this year. Yeah. Was that I, your first time meeting them? Or oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first time meeting them in a professional setting mm-hmm. and getting to have that fangirl to music industry like entertainment professional and like um, have that conversation with them. Where before it's mm-hmm. I met them outside barricades, outside their hotel, right? You know, yeah, their meet and greets and stuff like this. But this is like I haven't seen them since I met them in 2019 on their Happiness Begins tour. That was the last time I saw them. So like that's a three years like a lot has happened for me in three years and like Mm -hmm. the career and everything so it was like a really nice time in my like you know career and everything to be able to like transition um so yeah that was really a special moment for me because I've always said that is like I mean it's the reason behind fangirl fantasy and everything Mm -hmm. that I do and why I pursued so like having that moment and like being invited as a professional was like probably the coolest thing ever yeah that's crazy that's like a whole like I made it moment a whole oh, 360, like, oh yeah. yeah. Full circle, as Nick said to me. So yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Are yeah. they like? Are they aware of Fangirl Fantasy? Like, I didn't want to. Like, their team is aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they are. I didn't want to like. There's only so much you can say in so much time, and I didn't want to like confuse them. So I just kind of. They're just, like, wait, what? Yeah, so I just kind of. Their team is aware of what we do. Um, but. Yeah, I just kind of told them the reason I'm in the entertainment and like I was with my client. So it was like a really cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing a bunch of TikToks about it. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was all over my For You page. Yeah. yeah all the influencers and everything. Yeah. 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 You said you managed Markel. Oh my God. His his TikToks are all over my For You page. It's so really? funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. He's so funny. <laughs> Next. Um, 
this question I kind of just thought of actually on the spot because you mentioned um, something previously before about making set list for set lists for events. So I'm just curious, how do you decide making the set list for events? Um, it's not really even a set list. I mean, our DJs are live DJing, like they're mixing and everything like that. Um, we really just kind of base everything. Like we do like send your request to and this and that, but we really do it on like our background is radio. So we really like talk mm-hmm. about it. Like it's like programming a radio show is kind of like how we do it. Um, you know, like this song with this song, because, you know, we have like a whole Joe Jonas segment when we play Taylor Swift, you know, we play all the songs that are related to Joe Jonas. Um, because fans will know those are about him or, you know, the John Mayer, this and that. Um, but we have the songs that we know, like right off the bat to open with, to get that energy going. Um, but sometimes there's songs that like we don't play at all. And then it's like requested, requested, requested because it might be a group of girls in the crowd's favorite song as a friend group. I'm like, all right, we don't normally play this because you know, it might be low tempo. I mean, it doesn't really matter with like a One Direction or Taylor. Everyone's going to know it any, you know, anyways. Um, but then there's sometimes where we're like, we're like, oh my God, we didn't even play Blank Space or, you know, like this. But people don't even care because it's like, whatever, we hear that song so many times on the radio or this or that. But everything's live. So it's like, there's, it's not like a set playlist. It's um, a live DJ that's kind of just going with the energy and the crowd and really... Um, but we had like in our head, like, okay, that's a, and then sometimes selfishly, I'm just like, I want to hear the song. <laughs> like I like always like, sometimes I'm like selling merch or I'm running around or I'm handling business behind the scenes. But my DJs, so I'm like, when it's like a one direction, night, I'm like, if you play temporary fix and I'm not on the stage, like you're fired. Like that is like, that is, like my favorite song with like the crowd. And it's just so much fun. And so like, they know, like, do not play that song if I am not. I'm not available to run around. Um, so yeah, it's really just, it's all live. So it's just not one show. All the shows are not the same. That really brings the energy. Definitely. And all the DJs, DJs differently, you know, like right. PM with the song and stuff like that. They see it differently. And then like, we do like the slow moments with like little things and amnesia, whatever that looks like. Um, but yeah, everything's different. Yeah, because I've been to events in the past where you can go on Spotify and find the whole entire mm-hmm. night in mm-hmm. one playlist. And it's like, okay, it's it's expected, but it's it's interesting to get something different every night. Yeah, no, absolutely no. Yeah, no show is the same. Yeah. Even yeah, like, open, like we used to like open like for Taylor Nights, I think I think we used to like consistently do like um I did something bad or are you ready for it? Just because it has that like boom boom like that yeah. really exciting. but then we've changed up because it's like all right we've already done that we're kind of getting sick of it too you know so there's like different things that like we also like challenging each other and uh but then if we've done boston so many times it's like okay if we play we do that we open with that again everybody's gonna be like all right we know that's what you open with like switched up a little bit um so yeah we we used to do like that boom boom because it just was fun and exciting and then yeah, we like changed it up now. I forget. I don't even know what we're gonna open with on uh we have shows Saturday in Boston, so I don't even know what we're gonna open with. Gotta keep everyone on their toes. Exactly. Yeah. The the classic is always when it's like a hailer night and style starts playing, everyone goes yeah. crazy. I'm like, oh yeah, my god. That. That's definitely like um we do like a that's like one of our like middle of the night bangers, yeah. you know, like making sure the crowd's still there. You can't go in too hot with a song like that. Yeah. No, it's so good. 
Um, I was gonna go to Saturday, but something came up, and I was like, no. Uh huh. Next time. Next time. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah. But anyways, next question. Do you have like a specific event that you're excited for, like hosting for Fangirl Fantasy? Like coming up? Yeah. We are back at Fenway in April, so I'm really excited about that for our second time at Fenway Park. Um, we have a couple things in the works that like behind the scenes that I'm like working on that I'm excited for. It's just kind of like locking that in. Um, but definitely that. And then like we do like the anniversary shows for One Direction. So this is 13 years of One Direction in July. So we're going to do like a fun thing like that, like throw birthday parties. Um, so those are always really fun. Because we don't usually ever do strictly like One Direction. Um, it's usually Five Sauce or Harry. Um, but then we're also doing Webster Hall again in New York. We did it in November with K-pop. But this one we're doing like One Direction and Harry Styles, which is just, it's an iconic venue. And it's just going to be so much fun. So that I'm really, I'm, I'm like not naive, not naive, not the word. I don't really know the word, but like, I don't take any of it for granted. So like, People will work their whole career to play Webster Hall. And for some reason, we get to do it for our second time in less than six months. So it's like, it's insane to me. And then even Fenway Park, like, what? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, just, like, the venues that we get to play that are so iconic are just, that's enough for me. Yeah, it's crazy how you guys started in Boston, like, in an underground club. And now it's, like, Fenway Park. And like Webster Hall. That's just so crazy. Crazy, I know. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even know how to like react. I'd be like, oh my God. You blacked out like I do. Yeah. And then it's over. You don't remember it. <laughs> I know when you're there, you're like, what's going on? That's, that's gotta be like the most rewarding thing. I, I would not be able to handle all that. Yeah, I think the best too is just like, especially when we do Boston events and either bigger ones and like New York too, because a lot of friends, especially when like my friends get to come and see it and the ones that like came to support in the beginning. Um, and now they're like, Julie, like what the heck? <laughs> like what is like, you know, like they came when there was a hundred people and now they're coming and it's Fenway park or they're coming. And there's almost 2000 people. And they're like, what, what happened? Or like, they, they like will ask me like, where are you? And I'm like, Oh, Iowa, you know, and so <laughs> it's like really rewarding to like be able to like bring my friends that like, have supported since the beginning and like now they get to kind of see what we do yeah that's always really nice because they've been with you like throughout the whole way mm-hmm. and they've had to listen to me talk about the Jonas Brothers and everything when they don't care <laughs> <laughs> now you're like oh, I met them right oh we have the fun we're, questions we're into now. our fun question section yeah. now yes what concert are you looking forward to attending this year Ooh, okay well, I don't have tickets, but I will be attending the first three nights of the Jonas Brothers at the Marquee Theater in two weeks um, to hear the the uh, Jonas Brothers have t- titled album, the Lions, Vines, Trying Times, and a little bit longer. I need to be there. And then Taylor, um, I'm going to see her in LA for the Eras tour, which I'm like so excited for. I'm trying to think what else is going on. I feel like Niall's going to be doing some more, like he's doing Boston Calling and some festivals, but... I feel like he has to have some shows going on so I am excited to see that because I feel like he's been working really hard behind the scenes on like this new music and stuff like that and so I'm excited to see whatever he comes up with for a tour because there's definitely going to be a tour at least um I feel like in the fall um but Taylor obviously that's that's the big one 
Yeah, we have Taylor, but here in Boston. I, I don't know how we got tickets, but we're like on the last row of Gillette. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm weird. Yeah. I'm really here. I was like shaking trying to get the tickets on the pre-sale. I'm like, oh my God, this place is so nerve-wracking. I know. We, I, we have a video up on our YouTube channel, actually, of us buying tickets that day. And um, it's just us screaming back, back and forth at each other over the phone. We're like, just buy them. Just buy them. I was the one in charge of buying. I somehow managed to get six. I have no idea how. Um, so that all my friends are coming out to L.A. so we can go. And, but I'm like, I don't even. I was just like clicking and clicking. And I don't even care where we sit. Just get us in that venue. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Exactly. Face value, please. Yeah, exactly. It was funny because. Gianna and one of our other friends, they were like closer in line than I was. And it stopped like right when it starts glitching and like passcodes won't work, nothing won't work. They got in and we were like panicking. We're like, what are we going to do? It was so bad. Um, I I hate this verified fan shit. Just go back. Let it be like everyone gets a chance. Log in at 10 a.m. and get your tickets. Yeah. They tested some like new system for Beyonce. I don't know how that went, though. I don't know. I, like, I think... I like is it I the one where they drop, like, the verified fan codes at any random time, and they just tweet, like, hey, guys, we dropped out codes? I haven't seen that. Oh, I don't know. They've been doing that with Beyonce, the Jonas Brothers, they did it today. They were... They, wait, it was yeah. like a list. It was the verified fan. Mm. And because no one can afford with their platinum tickets they sell, there were mm. still so many tickets available, even though it was a tiny venue... Um, and then they're like, hey, check. We like let some people off the wait list, but yeah. not me. <laughs> I know. Same. I didn't get let off either. Wait list. <laughs> we were like, we have to go at least one show. I need the first three. The last two, anyone else can have. Do not care. Get me <laughs> in the first three. I will be there. I'm saying it right now. I don't know how or why. I will have to drop a lot of money here. You know it, but I'm going to yeah. be there. Yeah. Well, at least we know that they're touring. Yeah. yeah, I mean the new album at least, yes. but yes, doesn't matter. Yeah. I need the old albums. I know. <laughs> Come on. Me and Gianna were just talking, and we were like, "Or well, Gianna was telling me that she hasn't been able to stop listening to Wings," and I'm like, "Me neither." Like, I was so singing good. it nonstop before you got yeah. in this call. <laughs> that is so funny. I was like, "Gianna, we gotta get our game face on." Like, I love it. Wings. I know. <laughs> um, no, but it, yeah, we love the Jonas Brothers. I think I saw I saw them in Fenway. La- no, when was it? Yeah, well, we were going to see them at Global Citizen, which we vlogged that. Um, we missed, well, Melanie and our friend Camille missed their whole set. Um, my friend Anthony and I just made it. They were singing their final song, and we were like all the way in the back running in after security. We're like, wait, because we wanted to go to Global Citizens to see the Jonas Brothers, and we just completely missed it. Them. Yeah, I heard "Cake by the Ocean" just playing yeah. in the background. I was like, "Oh, well." <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many iconic concert memories that we have, and like, so excited to make more this year. All right, so we <laughs> we have our own like stan list, like people that we stan as fangirls. So we just wanted to know like who was on your stan list, like artists. Yeah. Ooh, how many? Let's give us give us anything. Five. Okay. Oh, top five. I'm like, give us anything. Jonas Brothers. Okay. Is it, are we? Should we go off like my Spotify most listened, or is this just like 
See, it's a little complicated. I have so many different genres. <laughs> There's so many ways. I um, would say I would say your top five of like all time. Oh, okay. Gonna make yeah. it hard. That's a hard one. Jonas. <laughs> I'm gonna say Taylor. This is like an off the beat, like not fangirl, but Black Bear is like he's like right up there with my most dreamed. Oh, because then I'm like, I'm really falling into deep trap of some of these girly pops that I'm just like really listening to. And I'm like, they're not like my OGs of like music. I'm trying to think of like, like who would I travel? I mean, I've seen Harry this year so many times too that I'm like, but I can't say like, oh, <laughs> can you tell them straight? Mel, you made it hard with the I'm top so five. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to say Harry. But like okay, like Tate McRae's song was my number one stream. Like her past album is like obsessed. So like I want to add her in there. And like right now I'm like obsessed at Renee Rap. So I'm like also her. I'm trying to think like like I used to be like I've seen Justin Bieber on every single tour he's ever done. Also. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I want to say like I don't know like I think of my OG fangirl days everyone like yeah like I was a Demi girl I was a Selena girl I was you know Miley girl like obviously Miley's new era I'm so excited for um I really am just like that typical like fangirl and a cold but then like I love my black bear and like I used to like like being that like Jeezy black bear Mark Basies like that used to like I mean even right now they still are like Mark and Bear like still in my top music that I listen to like daily in the car because that fits in like my Tate McRae and that um er, like little circle because it's like my pop and then my like like not like my R and B poppy music um not even R and B that was dramatic but. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I would categorize them as, but yeah, I would say like Jonas, Taylor, Harry, Tate, Black Bear, or probably because I think though, and I think those are all my artists like on my top Spotify. But like right now, like again, like just music I'm listening to is like I'm super in the girl pop music, so like Lexi Jade, Renee Rapp, oh. Tate Gray, Mimi Webb, um, like Nessa Barrett. I think is so freaking talented too. Yeah. Um, so like I'm in that like right now like those are my like also like my sad girl music. <laughs> so yeah. Like, um. Yeah. So that yeah, that was a little bit extra, but yeah, that's everything. There you go. That was perfect. <laughs> we love right. them all too. Yeah. I, I literally have Gracie like right there. <laughs> it's paused for the um, obviously in Zoom, but whenever like someone asks me like what's my favorite like what music I listen to, I'm like oh god, I don't know <laughs> like oh, everything. I, right now, okay. I'm. Time out, Kel- Kelsey, Bar- Kelsey Ballerini right now. Her yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I'm going through a divorce? Never been divorced. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm happy. But I'm like, yes, sing it. Like, oh, I'm so invested in that right now. Like, I like right now, if you looked at my most spotted penthouse on her, that EP, I think mm-hmm. is pretty much probably going to be my number one. It's going to be my top five songs next year. I will guarantee it. The amount of times I've listened to it in the past two weeks. Yeah. I think she's so talented. I feel like she's like the next Taylor Swift. No, her she's song, her, she's her really good. Is, is super incredible. Yeah, in yeah, her short I, film too that she just came out with. Amazing. I was actually introduced to her from her being the opening act at the Jonas Brothers, yep. and I I fell in love. Another big one I've been listening to was 
Lizzie, Lizzie McAlpine. Oh, so good. Oh my God. You have to listen. I've heard of her. So I haven't listened to her though. Um, her song Ceilings is big on TikTok right now, but that whole album is amazing. Yeah, she's kind of she kind of gives like uh kind of Gracie vibes. All right, back on the topic gonna, yeah. of concerts. Yeah. Sorry. We're gonna we're keep like, it interesting. Nope. Yeah. We have two more questions left. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite and least favorite concert you've ever been to? Oof. Favorite. Hmm. Damn. Because normally you like leave a concert, like that was the best night of my life for every concert that you go to. Um, <sighs> okay, like least, fa- least favorite. I'm trying to, oh, MGK at, um, it was in LA at the Shrine, Shrine Auditorium. It was so unorganized. We were in line for two hours to get in. It was GA. Like we were there way before, like when doors were opened and we didn't get, he was halfway through a set when we got in. It was just so terrible. So I'm going to say that for that specifically. I've seen him in concert and he's great. So it's like, it wasn't him. It was just like the organization of everything. Um, favorite concert? Huh. I honestly can say, like, Happiness Begins toward M- uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, it was me and, like, all my fangirl for, like, our 20 friends that, like, we used to always, like, be the ones outside the Today Show and, like, Good Morning America. And, like, we were all on the pit. We're all, like, hammered and just, like, having, like, the best time ever. And it was just, like, the comeback and just, like, that feeling of like oh my god like looking at everyone like we're all adults now and like still doing this and like you know still going to see your favorite band and like everyone having like jobs and you know or being engaged or married and being like oh we're still all crying over nick um or joe or whatever and so like that one was like a really really fun show to just like the environment and being at madison square garden but i want to like have a better answer than that favorite concert this past Harry show, um, his closing night in LA was like, his energy was just 110%. Seeing him with the banner was really cool um, for, you know, selling all, all the shows and just um, being there for that was like really, really fun. And um, I've seen Harry five or six times now. And so like out of all of those shows, those were like my favorite. That was like my favorite one just because you could tell he was like into it, um, you know, and just like giving that energy um but I don't know I'm trying to think of like just like an artist that like isn't in that scope that I can say like put on a really good show I can't think of anything but yeah so those will say in my show those will be my two yeah Harry and Jonas Brothers perfect answers (laughs) so good (laughs) um yeah whenever anyone asks me that same question I'm like I don't know I'm like, there was just like a, there's like summers I would just go to the most random shows ever just to go. You know what a really good show that I went, um, I was, it was like 2013. It was when Hot Chile opened for Demi. Um, and it was at the Bank of America Pavilion. And that's like one of my favorite venues. Um, that was a really fun show too. I just remember that one specifically. Cause that is like, that's like on the water. It was in the middle of the summer. It was just like a beautiful, mm-hmm. that was just a really good one. Yeah, the Pavilion is always such a good venue. And, like, their view, like, there's just not a bad view there. The venue that was Jones Beach in New York. Have you Ooh. guys ever been? No, I've never been. That's not, that's a good one to go to, too. I love that venue. Yeah, I think I've only been to 
MSG in New York. Yeah, same. Yeah. I was supposed to go to King's Theater for Omar Apollo, but it was on Thanksgiving weekend, so I couldn't go. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't been to New York too much. But Yeah, I've only been to MSG. Every single time I walk into MSG, I'm like dumbfounded. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, no, it's really cool. All right. Finally, the final question. <laughs> We're sorry we've been like keeping you for so long. You're good, you're good. Um, okay, so I'm someone that also wants to go into the entertainment business and like the music industry. So for the sake of our listeners as well, to close off, what advice would you offer someone looking to begin in the industry? What I said earlier is like if you don't ask or if you don't try something, you'll never know. And if someone you ask someone for advice or you ask, you know, for an opportunity, you send that email, you send that pitch you apply for that job and you don't get it or they say no, or they don't answer your email. You're literally in the same spot that you were in when you started, but they could answer, you know, and then you could get that phone call or that internship or whatever that is. So take a chance on that. Like go for it. You know what I mean? But also I think the biggest thing is like, and I think why I've gotten to where I am and the opportunities is, you do have to love it because this industry will take everything from you. Um, but it, I think it's really important to stay true to who you are. Um, and I think I'm just like rambling a little bit, just on like different things that have happened or my mindset, but also just be like a good person, but also realize that there are not good people. So just be a little protective of yourself and, um, but go after what you want. And there are good people that will want to help you. Um, find your little click of like other, you know, if you met a girl, at a concert or this and that, do your homework on like, you know, whatever you want to do. Do you want to work at a record label? Do you want to work in radio? Do you want to work on tour? Do your homework and like figure out, like find a mentor for yourself in that space or find someone to follow, you know, like follow them on social media, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn. Do not spam them. That is definitely like the, like I will say, do not do that. Um, or, you know, but respect them and like you know if they post something really cool like swipe up on their story like that's amazing blah 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 if they've done interviews or articles like just educate yourself on like two or three people that are like doing what you want to do and kind of follow like what they've done have they volunteered a thousand times you know do they have what part-time gigs have they done to get to where they are you see them speaking on a panel go to it you know listen to different podcasts um, really educate yourself. I will say when I was starting out, there was not a single person that walked into a room when I knew I was going to be somewhere that I didn't know everything about them. I knew what they did, what their job title was, who their clients were, you know, what projects they worked on. Because if I had that conversation, like I had a one-on-one conversation with them, I was going to bring up that I was like following their career and that, you know, I love this project that you worked on because of this, like really educate yourself on like whatever space and the people that are doing what they're doing. Um, I will say that just because you never want to walk into a meeting and be like, yeah, I love what you're doing. And I love to do what you're doing. And then you don't know actually what they do for a job, you know? So don't, I just really educate yourself. Um, and just go for it. It, Like you're going to get a lot of no's and you have to be okay with that, but you will get that one. Yes. If you keep persevering and going for it. Oh, the perfect way to close this off. I know (laughs) I was like hearing you talk about your business and just your passion in general for fangirl makes me feel so like proud of you. I know we just met, but I'm so proud <laughs> of what you're doing and everything. And it also makes me proud of what we have created 
as fellow fangirls as well. And I just feel like you've paved the way for in so many, so many ways possible for fangirls and music events and everything like that. And I'm just, I'm so thankful we were able to have this conversation with you today. Thank you. It means so much. Yeah. I, I love what I do. I'm super lucky that I'm in the position and I'm hope that I can help other fangirls try to find their way. And I'm, I'm always, as you guys know, I mean, you guys reached out via email. I try to make myself as accessible as I can for other people. And um, just because I know what it was like when I was trying to break into the industry and um, you know, what I was trying though, we didn't have, I didn't have podcasts to listen to, you know, I was just like looking up as much as I could online and this and that. So having a podcast like this for other people, you guys are helping, um, you know, create that space as well. So don't sell yourself short on any of that either. Thank you. Yeah. Part of our like reasoning behind this too, is just to give that like safe space for a fangirl. Cause we know that like sometimes girls feel like they can't really fangirl or like they have no one to fangirl. So we're like, well, right. come on, come on over. <laughs> we can That's fangirl it. here. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, this so is much. awesome. Literally. I had so much fun this past what hour. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So with that, I, th- I think we're going to close it off. Awesome. I'll give, I'll give a rundown of our socials and then feel free to plug in anything you want awesome right so follow us on our social media ever since 2012 our youtube channel is ever since 2012 our tiktok is at underscore ever since 2012 our instagram is the same as our tiktok at underscore ever since 2012 and all of our podcast streaming platforms are available you can find it in the description and at the screen or on the screen at the end of the video you can follow my personal socials. They're all at Julie underscore Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L. It's the same across the board for everything, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. And then you can follow Fangirl Fantasy. It is Fangirl underscore Fantasy on Instagram. And then on TikTok and Twitter, it is Fangirl Fantasy 1. I'll link it in the description as well. Yes. You'll find it all in the description. We'll summarize and everything. But thank you all for listening. Um, We'll see you next week. We are going to be doing a Dream Taylor tour set list. So tune in for that. It'll be interesting. Definitely. (laughs) Um, So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) 